Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast sponsored by sportsbetting.com. Be sure to head to sportsbetting.com slash posts for a new player offer and they have all the best prices on the Broncos point spread anywhere and we'll get more into some football betting talk in the middle of the segment. But Ryan, we got a lot of football talk to get to first. Why the switch to the ninth quarterback since Peyton Manning retired? Brett Rippon getting the start against the Jets on Thursday night. Change at right tackle due to injury. And then also some uh, defensive talk and some hopeful talk to close the show and why fans should still be excited despite the one in three start. So here on the First Orange Podcast, sponsored by sportsbetting.com, I'll tee you up here first, Ryan. Why the switch to Brett Rippon? Obviously, we saw him in the fourth quarter last week after Jeff Driscoll got the start. Started eight for eight on his final drive, his the lone drive, uh, should I say, that Rippon saw, and then threw that pick. So, why the change, and what was your assessment of Rippon from that brief sample size? Well, Kyle, it's good to join you from uh, Newark, New Jersey. Uh, so we're here for tomorrow night's game. Uh, a lot's happened in a short work week. Let's put it that way. And, and quarterback is obviously the number one thing. <sighs> You had to read between the words a little bit um, on Tuesday with Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer on why going away from Jeff Driscoll and going with Brett Rippon on Thursday night. I think the number one thing was he, he showed decisiveness. Uh, he got rid of the football quickly. He knew where he wanted to go with the ball. And granted, during a hurry-up, the coverage is going to be a little more vanilla. The pass rushes are going to be a little bit more vanilla, but Rippon took advantage of that. I think it was enough of the sample size to sway the Broncos in that direction on Monday. But I think when they and when they discussed it a little bit more is Driscoll just did not look comfortable out there. He, you know, understandably, maybe he got spooked a little bit by getting hit so much against Pittsburgh, got hit so much against uh, Tampa Bay as well. So now it's Brett Rippon as the ninth guy since the start of 2016. No wonder if this team hasn't made the playoffs in four years. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I have a better feeling about Rippon going into this game that I did about Driscoll going to the Tampa Bay game. And to transition to that second topic here, the offensive line has been a disaster the last couple games. I believe 13 combined sacks, uh, 29 combined quarterback hits. So obviously Driscoll under a lot of duress. You and Kiz debated it earlier this week, Ryan. Will any quarterback succeed or survive with this offensive line? And now you have a changeup at right tackle with Elijah Wilkinson going down with a leg injury. He's on injured reserve now, and now the Broncos look to DeMar Dotson, who obviously a vet who, as Fangio said, has played like 10,000 snaps at right tackle in this league, but he was also a vet who was told by the Bucks, nah, we'll pass on you in favor of a younger guy in the draft. So what do you think? Are the Broncos set up for a seamless transition here, or are we going to see kind of more of the same protection issues against a Jets team that hasn't really brought the pass rush so far, so to speak, this year? Yeah, I'll start with... Uh me and Kiz's debate from earlier in the week. Uh, succeed, unlikely. Survive, possibly. Uh, and But that's the state of the past for right now. And, you know, I went back to that Tennessee game and they gave up no sacks to the Titans. Okay, that's great. But they gave up five knockdowns and four pressures. So you could sort of see looking back, okay, where some of the cracks in the foundation already starting to develop against the Titans. Steelers blitzed the heck out of the quarterbacks. Tampa Bay blitz the heck out of the quarterbacks. If I'm Jets coordinator Greg Williams, that's what I do until the Broncos prove that they can block it. They haven't been able to prove that on a consistent basis over the last two games. That said, the Jets did not set any pressure at Phil Rivers on Sunday. Uh, 
three times out of 20-something dropbacks, which is really out of character for Greg Williams, uh, their coordinator, as I said. Now you go to Dodson. Um, you know, fans were calling for Dodson, even if Eli Wilkinson was healthy. Uh, Big Fangio ruled that out on Monday. Then the injury came, came up, and now they go with Dodson. This is why they signed him. He started a ton of games with Tampa. Uh, knows how to get himself ready to play. You know, his thing is pass pro. I mean, at this stage of his career, he's a lot better in that, I think, than as a run blocker. So we'll see how he does on that edge. But uh, it's just uh, it's the constant churn at quarterback, again, at offensive line, again. And it, you just can't get any continuity. And that's nobody's fault, but it's uh, you know, I think they're good. it's going to be another offensive struggle here until Drew Locke gets back. Obviously, Drew Locke sidelined by that shoulder injury that occurred in the Week 2 loss. And again, folks, this is the First in Orange podcast sponsored by sportsbetting.com. Give them a follow on social media, facebook.com slash sportsbettingcom and Twitter at WeSportsBetting. And again, sportsbetting.com slash post for a new player offer to get in the game, obviously. Sports betting legal in Colorado and pretty big here, as we've already seen by by the numbers being reported by the state, Ryan. And uh, Broncos haven't fared well under the national spotlight as of late. Per sportsbetting.com, their last 15 primetime night games, they are 3-12 overall and 3-11-1 against the spread. And that's terrible. That's, that's ter- terrible. It's not good. No, not good. And uh, I'm, I'm sure our friends at sportsbetting.com would, would tell us the same thing. Brett Rippon interceptions over under is set at 0.5 and 206.5 for passing yards. And Ryan, lots of props and odds surrounding Rippon entering his NFL starting debut on Thursday night. Yeah, yeah I, I, you, you sent me five of these, and son of a gun, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about a couple of these over unders. Uh, over under pass attempts 32 and a half. If it's the over, the Broncos are gonna lose. Period. Uh, Pass completion, 17 and a half. It's, if it's the over and he's like 18 at 28, you know, you figure the Broncos have a good shot at winning. And just sort of the piggyback off these odds and look at the pass attempts at 32 and a half. It's one thing Pat Schirmer said on Tuesday is they got to run it better. And they got to run it better early in the game so they can stay in the game. Against Tampa Bay, they fell behind by three, uh, three scores. And that meant they had to go three receiver personnel and throw it a lot. And that's. You know, led to a lot of other issues. So, uh, some pretty, you know, some pretty good over unders here. And, and one thing you said, one and a half touchdowns. Uh, you know, that's always a nice little deal, especially if they get in the red zone and find Noah Fant a couple times. Again, folks, first Orange podcast sponsored by SportsBetting.com. This is Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. Getting back to the football talk. So more injuries upon injuries for the Broncos this week. Jarrell Casey also headed to injured reserve with a torn bicep. And Ryan, who's the next guy up at defensive end uh, on a defensive line that has been really decimated by by injuries, save for, of course, Shelby Harris and Mike Purcell? Yeah, I mean, three weeks ago, we would have said the defensive line was the strength of the Broncos because they had Harris, Casey, and Purcell as the first unit. They had Draymond Jones and Demarcus Walker um, as your as your uh, second unit and when they went into their nickel. Walker's out. Jones is out. Casey's out. And so that means a guy like Deshaun Williams, who on Sunday 
um, played in his first game in nearly four calendar years. Uh, he had a batted pass. He could start Thursday night. That's the state of their defensive line right now. And if you're Vic Fangio, what you got to decide is, okay, how often do you put three off three defensive linemen on the field? Do you have enough bodies to do that with a consistent, uh, with any consistency? So, uh, maybe he mixes it up and go with maybe nickel as his base and have two defensive linemen on the field. But, you know, they are, uh, you know, they keep calling guys up because guys keep getting hurt. So, uh, you know, you're going to hear the cliche next man up around the Broncos basically till the end of the season. That's also uh, a lot of teams are also having to do that as well. So, Ryan, heading into this Thursday night showdown, obviously 0-3, and you'll have coverage of the winless Broncos and the winless Jets from MetLife Stadium live, uh, one, of the, one of the few people traveling. So that should be an awesome insight for our Denver Post followers and listeners. But 0-3 for the second consecutive year under Fangio. They got more than $50 million in salary cap on IR. They're starting their third quarterback in as many weeks. Uh, we just talked about the issues at defensive end. You wrote about it on DenverPost.com, but give us some podcast listeners. You know, what are some things to really be happy about about this Broncos team that appears to miss the playoffs once again? Well, you know, they call me Mr. Sunshine when they don't call Mark Kisla Mr. Sunshine, but of course, I, I, this is a grasp at the straws here. Uh, and I asked Justin Simmons, Justin Simmons, this on Tuesday. I said, "Hey, what can you guys hang your hat on right now?" as a defense and then use that to build on other stuff. He says, well, they stopped the run. Well, it's just true. They're seventh in the league in that category, but they got it. You know, they don't produce enough takeaways or enough pressures, but okay. What get, what should give Broncos fans optimism going into Thursday night? Besides the fact that jets are gone awful so far, you know, Noah fat has been thriving. Okay. He's the passing game sort of goes through him at this point. He ranks along the top five tight ends in pro football and yards, catches, and touchdowns. I think Jerry Judy's made a step forward each of the last two weeks. That's a good thing. And Bryce Callahan staying healthy. Okay, that's a positive. He hasn't given up a completion of over 20 yards of man coverage yet. So those are just three of the things. Um, I would have a fourth thing, and I put in there, it may raise an eyebrow too. Bradley Chubb looks like he's getting there. Um, you can't you can't underestimate the transition coming from a torn ACL more of a mental hurdle than a physical hurdle. You know, he had to use those first couple of games to get, you know, to relearn trust in his knee again, that, Hey, I can do this and I won't get injured. Usually you do that in the preseason or joint practices, but obviously we didn't have those. So those are a couple things that, you know, things, if they're able to turn around, those guys are going to be key. You know, I'll throw it back at you, Kyle, cause you wrote about, you know, five guys who have a lot at stake, um, moving forward and not rookies because they're going to be here next year regardless of what happens but you know five guys that are either going to be free agents or have a you know a big cap number you know of those five guys which which are one or two guys that really uh you know struck you as having to turn uh as having to turn it on a little bit well obviously garrett bowles i think tops the list and that's no surprise to anyone i'm sure but 28-year-old was Denver's first-round draft pick in 2017, but obviously the inconsistencies we've all seen over his first three years, the penalty flags racking up, led to the Broncos declining that fifth-year contract option. So he's playing in a contract year here so far, and he showed late-season improvement in 2019. Fangio said that, Munchak said that, uh, and then I think he's parlayed that a little bit into this year. He was flagged 17 times last year, two times so far this year. So he's making $3.5 million this year. If he can, you know, stay on the field as he's had all three years, you know, hasn't 
missed a snap since week five of 2018. So he's extremely durable. If he can have consistency to that, you know, he's always had the size and the frame, obviously why Elway drafted him despite his relative football inexperience. Uh, he could be in for a big payday, either from Denver or another team, you know, who's looking for a tackle. Also, I think Justin Simmons, you know, saw the offseason. He and the Broncos couldn't come to an agreement on a long-term deal. Now he's playing on the franchise tag at $11.44 million. Hey, you know, that's pretty good money where I come from. But still, uh, he could set himself up for a huge, huge deal, either from the Broncos, a multi-year extension, or elsewhere after this season if he posts another really solid, consistent season. He's also got the NFL's longest active snap streak at 2,238. So we talk about Bowles durability, Simmons ultra, ultra durable. But hey, uh, it doesn't always work out, Ryan, because Jarrell Casey was was super durable with Tennessee, and now he's out for the year. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Simmons. I, I'd love to get Justin sitting down in front of me and say, okay, how are you being used compared to last year? Uh, it doesn't. It just doesn't seem he's as active close to the line of scrimmage, and he's playing more downfield. Like with with these rookie corners, like Vic Fangio is saying, we're gonna keep everything in front of us. Not gonna give him any big plays. Um, you know, and he had a tough matchup against Mike Evans twice at the one yard line. You know, sort of played the fade, he ran the slant, played the slant, he ran the fade. But that'd be a learning uh, tool for Justin. But Bowles, I mean, he hasn't given up a sack yet, but you're always sort of waiting for something to happen there. And he's been okay in the run game, but along with the rest of the offensive line, they need to be better in protection. Again, folks, First and Orange podcast sponsored by sportsbetting.com. Head to sportsbetting.com backslash post for a new player offer and check them out on social media, sportsbetting.com on Facebook and at We Sports Betting on Twitter. Appreciate you listening in to today's show. Be sure to head to denverpost.com slash Broncos for continued coverage of the team and be sure to follow Ryan and myself on Twitter and especially Ryan, as I mentioned, he'll be bringing live coverage of the Thursday night toilet bowl, as some call it, between the winless Broncos and the winless Jets. And uh, wait a minute, wait wait a minute here, pal. A couple minutes ago, you called it a showdown. That, it can be a toilet bowl and a showdown at the same time. And maybe even Joe Flacco will get in the game. Who knows? Well, maybe we'll get some odds on that from sportsbetting.com too uh, as well. But uh, again, folks, First in Orange Podcast sponsored by sportsbetting.com. Appreciate listening in. And until next time, take it easy. Take it easy.